0: Hi, welcome to Weekend Wise, the weekend's version of the Daily Knowledge podcast from todayIFoundOut.com, where we answer one of life's big why questions. Why a typical workday is eight hours long? During the Industrial Revolution, companies attempted to maximize the output of their factories by keeping them running as many hours as possible, typically implementing a sun-up to sundown workday. Wages were also extremely low, so workers themselves often needed to work these long shifts just to get by, including often sending their children to work in the factories as well rather than getting them educated. With little representation, education, or options, factory workers also tended to work in horrible working conditions to go along with the bad hours. The typical workday at this time lasted anywhere from 10 to 18 hours per day, six days a week. This all began to change in the 19th century. The first to suggest an eight-hour workday for everyone was a British man by the name of Robert Owen, who was also one of the founders of socialism. Owen felt that the workday should be divided into thirds, with workers getting equal time to themselves and to sleep as they do for work. Thus, in 1817, he began campaigning for an eight-hour workday for all workers, coming to the phrase, eight hours labor, eight hours recreation, eight hours rest. Unfortunately, this did not catch on for some time, though throughout the 19th century, a series of factories acts were passed that steadily improved working conditions and reduced work hours for factory workers. For instance, the Factories Act of 1847 stipulated that women and children were to be granted a 10-hour workday, thus only having to work 60 hours per week. The 8-hour workday cause was taken up once again in Britain in 1884 by Tom Mann, who was part of the Social Democratic Federation. Mann subsequently formed an 8-hour league, whose sole goal it was to get the 8-hour workday established. Their biggest victory came when they managed to convince the Trades Union Congress, which represents the majority of unions in Britain and does so even to this day, to establish the eight-hour workday as one of their primary goals, which they subsequently began to work towards. The push for a shorter workday began in the United States in 1791, with workers in Philadelphia striking for a ten-hour total workday that would include two hours for meals. By the 1830s, support for eight-hour workdays was shared among the majority of the working-class people in the United States, but still failed to find support among business owners. Over the next few decades, workers continued to hold strikes, demanding shorter working hours, and generally, things began improving. Momentum for the cause particularly picked up with several eight-hour leagues forming in the United States as man had formed in Britain around this same time. In 1884, the Federation of Organized Trades and Labor Unions declared that May 1st, 1886, would be the first day that an eight-hour workday would be made mandatory. This, of course, was neither backed by any federal mandate nor the businesses themselves and relied on workers striking and raising a general ruckus to drive the point home. When the 1st of May 1886 arrived, the first ever May Day parade was held with 350,000 workers walking off their jobs, protesting for the eight hour workday. Progress was still slow, though, and it wasn't until 1905 that industries began implementing the eight hour workday on their own accord. One of the first businesses to implement this was the Ford Motor Company in 1914, which not only cut the standard workday to eight hours, but also doubled their workers' pay in the process. To the shock of many industries, this resulted in Ford's productivity off of those same workers, but with fewer hours, actually increasing significantly, and Ford's profit margins doubled within two years after implementing this change. This encouraged other companies to adopt the shorter 8-hour workday as a standard for their employees. Finally, in 1937, the 8-hour workday was standardized in the United States and regulated by the federal government according to the Fair Labor Standards Act. It stipulated that workers were not to work more than 44 hours per week, and any hours over 40 required of the worker were to be paid with overtime bonuses added to their normal pay rate. Bonus Fact Despite some groups in the United States, such as the Boston Ship Carpenters, managing to achieve an eight-hour workday as early as 1842, the average workweek in the United States in 1890 was around 90 to 100 hours per week for most building tradesmen, according to a survey done by the federal government at that time.